Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ, uh, a study session with Come Follow Me. This is Series 2, Episode 53. I'm your host, Matthew Roberts. Uh, thank you very much for those uh, number that are joining the Facebook group. I'd love to hear some of your thoughts and comments about what we've been studying, your thoughts on what you've, you've been studying, uh, and anything you can add to the discussion of uh, to build and edify faith. Uh, we are in... Um, February the 17th to 23rd, 2 Nephi 11 to 25, we rejoice in Christ. And we're now going to finish with, well, we're going to finish the final section uh, found in the personal scripture study section. Of course, this isn't the only things you can study in Isaiah. There's loads more. Second uh, Nephi chapter 16 is a, especially one of my favorites. I might touch on that tomorrow. Uh, but we're looking today in 2 Nephi 12, 2 to 5, 21, 9 to 12, and uh, 24, 1 to 3. Also, chapter 22 uh, is included in that study also. We'll dive straight in. Uh, so this um, starts in 2 Nephi 12, and it refers again to the verses um, referring to the temple. In verses 2 to 3 of chapter 12, it says, And it shall come to pass in the last days, when the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the tops of the mountains, and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow unto it. And many people shall go and say, Come ye, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways, and we shall will walk in his paths. For out of Zion will go forth the law, and the word of the law from Jerusalem. Um, and I wonder just how much we associate the, the temple work that we do, the times that we go to the temple and uh, make uh, covenants uh, for those who have gone before us. How often do we associate that with the gathering of Israel? I know that we obviously focus on it in terms of gathering our ancestors and those loved, those related to us beyond the grave. But uh, we, have, we have to remember that it is part of the work of salvation. We often refer to the missionary work side of it being the gathering of Israel, but the gathering of Israel also applies to the gathering on the other side of the veil that we do in the temple. Uh, and that's why this has been included again. Such an important point that we need to remember uh, that when we do go and uh, take part in this vital ordinance, and this vital work, that we are laying a foundation, we are helping to be part of this great work, which will lead to the events of 2 Nephi chapter 21. So we know that in the millennium, God's people will enjoy peace. And we see this in verse 6 symbolized. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf and the young lion and fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. Now, um, Donald W. Parry, J.A. Parry, and Tina M. Peterson, who wrote a Book of Mormon commentary uh, book, um, pointed something out and suggested something which I thought was interesting, which I hadn't considered before. They said, quote, six animals are listed. Three are wild carnivores, wolf, leopard, lion, that feed on the three tame animals, lamb, kid, calf. The wild animals, which are ferocious, aggressive, and vicious, are a threat to mankind. The tame animals are docile, submissive, and useful to man. This passage may be taken liter literally. Or the wolf, leopard, and lion may represent those who foment war and murder. The lamb, kid, and calf may symbolize meek and peaceful people, close quote. And I just thought that was something interesting to consider that, you know, we know that Isaiah is full of symbolism, that it has many layers, many parts of it has a number of layers. I mean, this, the, the, the mountain of the Lord obviously can symbolize the temple, but it may also symbolize other gathering uh, efforts or gathering uh, focal points. And similarly, 
this image of the lamb lying down with the lion uh, may also have some symbolic connotations where the uh, the people that are peaceful uh, may may meet and mingle and interact with those that are not peaceful and they all shall be living in peace um so yeah just an interesting thought there we move further on in second nephi 21 to verse 9 and it says they shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the lord as the waters cover the sea uh again we uh this made me think actually of a, a scripture in doctrine and covenants section 121 uh, verse 45 uh, where, where we learn about the, do, the the doctrines of the priesthood distilling upon our souls as the Jews from heaven. And this uh, this water symbolism of knowledge uh, is continued in Isaiah 20, uh, in, in 2 Nephi 21.9, where it is the waters covering the sea. Uh, and so I just had, I just thought that, you know, we can symbolize and see this, this water covering the earth that indicates that the knowledge of the, of the, priesthood or in other words the gospel of christ perhaps uh covers the earth that all will know about it uh and it will be a great a great day just imagine you know if your next door neighbor uh, i mean well okay i know that some in some cases in some parts of the world uh, especially in certain parts of utah this this is potentially the case uh but imagine you know you know your next door neighbor that the people across the street your town the like the majority of people if not all the people knowing of christ and uh and trying to to live the best that they can uh, in his gospel uh, i mean i live in in manchester england and that certainly is not the case uh the closest members that that live near us i mean you know, to be fair aren't too far away from us uh but you know it, it is something which uh, would will be a, a fascinating and uh, an exciting time for those especially who have spent their lives trying to search for the saviour in their lives um, we moved into verse into verse 10 and it says in that day there shall be a root of jesse which shall stand for an ensign of the people to it shall the gentiles seek and his rest shall be glorious now there is some discussion and some uh, question about who is this root of jesse or what is this root of jesse uh, some suggest it is the saviour um, others suggest it could indeed be the prophet joseph smith because in the in the last days it's saying that there will be a root of jesse which will stand for an ensign and the gentiles shall seek and uh, there'll be a gathering because of this ensign um, if you look at the a know why number 50 from book of mormon central called why did moroni quote isaiah 11's joseph smith will recognize that this verse was quoted by moroni to the prophet joseph smith um the Noah says, quote, Anne Madsen observed, Joseph Smith was inspired, motivated, and empowered profoundly by its connection to Mosiah's teachings. This connection began with the first vision when the Saviour used the words of Isaiah to describe the, stra- the state of the Christian world. The connection between the coming forth of the Book of Mormon and Isaiah 11, 10 to 13 was suggested to Joseph Smith by Moroni's quotation of it when he first visited Joseph in 1823. Thus, the restoration was both predicted in and influenced by the writings of Isaiah. Close quote. Uh, so, yeah, th- there is obviously a clear connection there. And it may suggest that this may be in part. And again, you know, I don't think that uh, the, the, the prophecies made by Isaiah have one potential answer. It may well be that the root of Jesse uh, is an, indica- an indication of both the prophet Joseph Smith and his role in commencing the restoration and gathering of Israel, but also the Savior himself and the fact that who do they gather to really is to the Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, uh, Joseph Smith was simply uh, a, a signpost or a or a way to point the way towards the Savior, 
Uh, so this, you know, this may indicate both of them. Second uh, Nephi 11, uh, sorry, Second Nephi chapter 21, verse 11, just starts to push us towards what this day, this glorious day will look like. Uh, it says, and it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again to the second time to recover the remnant of his people, which shall be left from Assyria and from Egypt and from Pathros and so on. It basically talks about a number of places that they shall be gathered. Um, Elshataf Benson said this about this great gathering and in the latter days, uh, particularly the, the early members of the church. He said, quote, the following places hallow the memory of the Latter-day Martyrs, Jackson County, Crooked River, where one of the twelve was martyred, Horns Mill, Carthage, Nauvoo, and the unmarked graves along the Mormon Trail. They gave their fortunes, and many, if not, if, if most, lost their lands, homes, and businesses. They gave their sacred honour, this by covenant to God. They knew they were part of this great movement. They were converted to the truth that the Church of Jesus Christ had been restored again on the earth through the instrumentality of a Latter-day prophet, Joseph Smith, and that following his martyrdom, the keys of the priesthood had been continued through Joseph's ordained successor, Brigham Young. They believed themselves to be God-directed and prophet-led. Their conviction inspired their sacrifices. They came with indomitable faith and courage following incredible suffering and adversity. They came with stamina, with inspired confidence for better days, close quote. And you can really see that fulfillment of Isaiah in this people, that the faith and the courage and the sacrifice that they had to go forward and, and bring this gospel th forward through the restoration was just astounding. And I think that when we sit and think about it and think, well, could I you know, spare an hour to go out and minister to someone this week? I think, you know, that, that again really puts it into context. Remembering, of course, that the Lord loves us and is and is grateful for all of our efforts. I mean, you know, we have been talking about recently a lot about the Saviour and his great grace and his mercy with us. And so we shouldn't feel too let, let down by ourselves when we struggle to kind of do the, some of the things he's asked us to. Simply, if we are repenting and trying to come unto him, that is the first step, the main step that is of great importance. Second Nephi 22 and then the 24 verses 1 to 3 talk about great joy and happiness that comes at this time, but we just don't have time to talk about that. Um, so I would recommend you read that for yourselves. Um, I do wish to close with one final verse in Second Nephi 22 verse 2, which is uh, easy to remember, uh, 222, Second Nephi 222. Uh, it says, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Uh, I have a friend who was uh, baptized in their later uh, teenage years. And uh, they, when I went on a mission, they shared with me that um, this, is my, this, this is their favorite scripture. And I'd never really seen it before. It's one of those scriptures, especially in Isaiah, that I think probably gets lost. But it is a beautiful scripture uh, and just an expression of joy and gladness at the, the, the Lord Jehovah is our strength and our salvation. Uh, and so, yeah, that really is a great place to end. So thank you very much for listening. Hope you've enjoyed it. If there's anything you've been studying, I would love to hear it at Matt S. Roberts 90 on Twitter. Or of course, you can email LDS, uh, sorry, yeah, LDS study session at gmail.com or uh, even easier, join the Facebook group Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. Thank you for listening and until we meet again.